This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Dirt and Sprig. We have a trophy here that we're going to present. It's the World Championship Trophy, and it goes to the World Champion, Portland Trailblazers. With Andy Dirt Johnson. You are going to go back to throw the ball. Sets up, looks, throws toward the corner of the end zone. It is intercepted! Intercepted! The Ducks have the ball! Down to the 35, the 40. Kenny Wayne's going to score! Kenny Wayne's going to score! 20! That's him. And Brendan Spray. Smith hands to Simonton. Simonton around the corner. Is he going to score? Oh, the crowd is on the field. Look out, everybody. The Beavers have won. Dirt and Spray on 1080. Lillard, long range three. Ah! It's good. At the buzzer. Damian Lillard. Are you kidding me? The fan. I'm living in that 21st All right, welcome back in hour number two. We should probably change the open music to this open. It's a little problematic. I do not share his viewpoints. Please do not point the finger at me. Dirt made that open, actually. So you really want to know who to blame? The guy not here. It'd be actually be funny if he was here. He he despises Kanye West, and so I don't know if he remembered about this open, but this hasn't played. Since the problematic language was sent out. So, I was going to uh, say, you sound like Aaron uh, Rodgers there for a second. But <laughs> it's everybody else's fault, not mine. Yeah, you got a valid point. Uh, a lot to get to here in the second hour of the show. An observation I made. I, I said all week, I'm, I'm not going to watch Oregon, Colorado. I don't care. I ended up watching a lot of that game. <laughs> I DVR'd it, too. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't like that. the game was in jeopardy by any stretch. One, I was curious if Colorado get a garbage touchdown and cover because it was... The number was so large. But, two, I just I wanted to see, you know, how some guys played. And, and I went and did some digging yesterday. I probably Somebody probably tweeted this out over the weekend, but I did some digging on something that I want to talk about uh, coming up. But we were talking about Oregon State in the last segment. They lose on Friday night to Washington. And it's, you know, for every Stanford moment, you've got USC and UW. And you look back and you go, okay, maybe Stanford doesn't happen nine out of ten times. Sure, I, I wouldn't disagree with that but fourth and seven stop on USC away and you know a false start and delay game a delay of game penalties back to back on your last drive away from having opportunities to win both of those and how different you feel about it and six and three is a good year for Oregon State like the standard is it's not the same in Corvallis as it is other places largely because of of everything they they have versus what other programs have but he, Jonathan Smith early on went for fourth downs. He's a very aggressive coach. I get people all the time. They're like, I wish he wasn't so aggressive. And I always kind of push back and go, why? I, I love, love it. That. I love that, too. I think it's fun. If I was coaching, I'd do. I'd be doing that. Like, he had a fourth and – he had a four, I, hold on, I just had it up. He had a fourth and one at the seven. 
Go for it. Why go conservative there? He had fourth and two a little closer down, and they didn't get either one of those, but those are spots where mathematically it says go for it. Now, he was asked in the postgame, Jonathan Smith was, about going for it on fourth down. Take a listen to what he had to say. Okay. We're going to err on the aggression down there, uh, even more aggression with the way the wind was going because, you know, leaving points, there's no guarantee that things going through the uprights, and that's why we were – and I didn't think the di- distances were ridiculous. I mean, I think one of them was fourth and one, three, maybe three and a half. Um, we, we talked about that going into the game last night with the team, and obviously we didn't get it. So, you know, the win was a bigger factor than I think the audience realized. Like on, on TV, you just couldn't really see the win. And then the report at halftime is, Kalen DeBoer is not kicking certain field goals because the win's awful. And I went, well, that's probably what John Smith's thinking. Now, you can argue with, point, with play calling all you want. I, it boils down as simple as this. And, Jordan, you, you kind of said it, but you don't have quarterback play. Okay, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend some things here. Six and three is a good year. But yeah. but you got games that you probably feel like you should win or that you should have won or that you played well enough to win. Washington, USC took them from you. Those were two games you could pinpoint. You didn't play well against Utah, and you know Stanford was a miracle, but you somehow pulled it out. You don't have a quarterback. And, and at the end of the day, you can be mad at Brian Lindgren. I see people every week, you know, tweeting out, oh, it's – this guy's not good. Fire him. Uh, being out coached. I see no evidence to suggest he's being out coached. What I do see is an offense that's incredibly limited. Michael Penix is having one of the best seasons in college football at the quarterback position. He is night and day better than Ben Gobranson, who's a freshman. Oh, yeah. But you can't tell me it's a 298 yards through the air to 87 yards through the air gap. Like you just, you can't tell me that. And so I know Beaver fans frustrated. They get mad at the coaching staff so quickly because there's an expectation. Again, I said this earlier. You do not get teams with this kind of depth and talent at Oregon State but once every four years. You just don't. It's hard to get that kind of talent when you don't have an NIL budget. It's hard to get guys to stay longer than three years. It's not easy. And this is a team of all teams – This is the best team in the Jonathan Smith era. And I think this team, honestly, if they had legit quarterback play, would be up there with any team we've seen probably post-Fiesta Bowl. I really believe that about this team. I think they got a good offensive line. Damian Martinez is a bruising good back. They don't have elite wide receiver play, but they got enough receivers to be okay. It sucks they haven't had Musgrave all year, but their defense is absolutely good. The only thing they're missing on defense is an elite pass rusher. But these are areas you're primarily always looking for when you're in Oregon State. You're, you're, you're not going to have your pick of the litter four-star guy. The quarterback spot, it's, it's easily the weakness. And everybody that's critical of Brian Lindgren or, or Jonathan Smith on play calling and coaching, I am begging you, I'm begging you, can you please just tell me what you expect from an offense that is predictably going to run the football? And honestly, UW came in second in the conference in rush defense. I thought Oregon State ran the ball pretty well. Yeah. 
Martinez had 100 yards, like, in the first half. Their three-pronged attack actually kind of reminds me of Oregon at this point. They've got guys that are almost specialties. they got a guy that can, you know, hit uh, down at uh, uh, the goal line. They've got Martinez, and he had a great game against the Huskies. So, I mean, I'm not worried about the skill positions. Those, they are the reason, along with some of the play calling, I think, by Jonathan Smith, are why the Beavers are 6-3. and three. People should not be poo-pooing on that. Well, and people get really mad at Brian Lingren, who actually does call the plays for Oregon State, and, you know, sometimes I get it. Like, it, he's not perfect. No play caller is going to be perfect. And so, like, this outrage of get rid of this guy or this guy isn't very good, I'm sorry. If your offense is at this level and you're doing it without quarterback play, I mean, I look at Chance Nolan's numbers, too. Chance Nolan's numbers are down. Oh, yeah. He's not playing, but, like, even Chance Nolan, if he was starting, he's having a worse season this year than he did last year. His completion percentage has dropped by 5%. Ben Branson's a freshman. I don't know what the future holds for him, but right now, he ain't ready. He ain't the dude. And so, every single week, they've gone in, every week this year, they've gone in with non-elite quarterback play. They've gone into every single game basically being outmanned at the quarterback spot. And to even be 6-3, and three, I think speaks volumes. They had a play on fourth down where Martinez rolled out of the backfield and he was going for the catch to pick up the first. Mm-hmm. And Gobranson way overthrew him. It was an awful throw. But I, what I noticed on that play is Martinez in the backfield, Gobranson in shotgun. It's a play-action call. Well, but what's the point of the play action if the running back is already in the flats when the play action's actually out? You're not fooling anybody. In fact, you're just delaying something a half second. And so what happens? Go Branson does the play action fake. Edge rusher, edge, edge rusher gets in. And now he's a little bit on the move. And he's trying to hit the pass on the outside. Way overthrows him. There you go. That's it. And, and I see this every single weekend, every time Oregon State plays. This is a damn good football team. It's a team that, if they had elite quarterback play, would be more in a conversation. But they're not, and they don't. And so, yeah, Jonathan Smith hasn't found his quarterback yet. I get it. This Aiden Childs kid's coming in next year. I'm not expecting a freshman to light up anything. And if I'm wrong, great. I'd happy to be wrong on that. You're going to have to hit the portal. And you're going to have to hit it hard because you don't have a quarterback right now. And as long as they don't have a quarterback... Their great years are going to be really good, but their bad years are going to be really bad. And so I just, I think the miss on JT Daniels in the transfer portal, I think Daniels probably, if you're being honest, how do you not look back if JT Daniels go, God, I could have, I'd be really good in that offense this year, and that team's pretty loaded with talent. And, yeah, he's not having kind of the dream season he wanted at West Virginia. I just, Jonathan Smith has to hit the portal. Because their biggest weakness, they don't, they're not perfect. They don't have an elite edge rusher. Their offensive line isn't as stacked as it was last year. They don't have a truly elite number one wide receiver. But even lacking all those things, a lot of your problems are solved with even decent middle-of-the-road quarterback play, and you don't have it. You are, you are fighting with one arm tied behind your back right now. And now I look at the remaining schedule, Cal, ASU, and Oregon – We know what Oregon's going to present in challenges. I look at those other two games. ASU's put it together post-term. They look like a different team. They were right there neck and neck with UCLA until UCLA pulled away. And Cal, I mean, I don't think Cal's great, but they were keeping up with USC. They can run the football. I just, 
I don't know, man. I, I look at Oregon State's schedule and six and three. I mean, you're hoping for eight and three going into your last game of the year. Of course, could could very well be six and five, seven and four. Like you just don't know what it's going to give you going in to the Oregon game. And I can just tell you, I I see it from Beaver fan. I hear it from Beaver fan. I understand the concerns. They don't have a quarterback, and you cannot be truly successful in football without a quarterback. They are lacking at the most important position in the sport. They desperately need a four-star guy in the transfer portal, somebody to come in that, that can look competent and not anemic at the quarterback position. I Maybe a hot take, maybe not. I, I would feel more comfortable at points with Jack Coletto under center. And actually, one play that I loved, and I wish the Beavers would do a little bit more of this, the Wildcat, uh, it seems like teams have kind of figured out that when Coletto's in, they're just going to be giving the ball to him, right? I'm glad it took them three years to figure that out, by the way. No kidding. And <laughs> what they did, one of their touchdowns against the Huskies, I think you know what I'm talking about, right out of the uh, uh, the second half starting the third quarter, when Coletto came in when they were near the goal line for their Wildcat, I didn't even realize it was Coletto until his gloves were on, but he slid over really quickly, and then it was Martinez, Martinez that took the took snap, snap for six yards yeah. in. And it was just like, why aren't you doing this more often, OSU? Because like you, you can only rely on those plays for so long. Like, true. I, I want to get to the guy in Eugene here. If you don't have a guy behind center that's going to make a threat, the, the defenses easily can pick this stuff up and, and be more prepared. By the way, that's a great play call. Hey, let's put Coletto in the backfield. The team's going to think he's getting the rock. We'll put him in motion last second. Martinez gets the snap, and Coletto's a great lead blocker. He had a few of them on Friday that just they were absurd. Uh, but all the credit to Washington. I This whole segment, obviously, in ranting about not having a quarterback in Corvallis, Washington won that football game, and you give them a lot of credit. We had a power outage, which was <laughs> yeah peak Pac-12 after dark. We had some really bad officiating in that game Oh, well. it was horrible. They called a timeout on a play that Oregon State had bust a run on, and then Oregon State didn't call the timeout. Missed calls, too. A it couple just, of bad ones. That's an awful officiated game, a power outage, but... Washington prevails because the story every week for Oregon State continues to be and will be you don't have quarterback play. You, you just, you're doing it without a quarterback, and it's hard to win when you don't have that. Uh, this is eye-popping eye in Eugene. I want to know if Duck Fan feels weird about this. There's got to be an element of this feels a little weird. I'll tell you what that is next. Turn Sprague on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, a couple things of note here. Dirt and Sprague with you on 1080 The Fan. Good morning. Happy Monday. Uh, I got a text that says Dirt's on his way in. He says he's not sure if the tire is going to work, so that's reassuring. Uh, so he may be here in the next 10 minutes. It may be 20 minutes. I He may not be in. I don't know what to make of it. The be whole situation safe, sucks. Bro, please. That, it, my God, <laughs> Dirt. Safe. I love you, brother. I don't. We don't want the tire coming off the rails, bro. By the way, uh, leave it less than a week before one of our main microphones doesn't work. <laughs> New studio update. One of the power boxes for the main microphones doesn't work. And so I'm using, like, one of the guest ones right now, so it's fun. So Dirt says he's going to come in. We'll see. I don't know what I put the odds on that, but we'll see. Uh, seven to one. That you know, I think that's a comfortable seven to one. There's a national report out right now, and I'm sure you'll see it circulating throughout the day. San Diego State could be going to the Pac-12 sometime this week. Whoopee! Yay! Is anybody that ruffle anybody's skirt? I'm on. I always love that, but you got to get Southern California back. I'm like, oh, for a program that's not great. Cool. Okay, I well, so we're going to call Fresno State next, right? Let's get Jeff Tedford back into the Pac-12. Come on. Guys. I mean, the MO pretty clearly is they're just going to get a couple Mountain West teams here and call it good and hope that's good enough for the for the next TV deal when they come up $50 million shorter of the Big Ten and the SEC. Um, so expect to hear more about that as if it's the biggest news in the world. And I want to I want to say this leading in as we were talking about quarterback play plaguing Oregon State. It's easily the thing. I'm not mad at coaching the defense. I wish you could have gotten a stop. Jonathan Smith, I watched his postgame presser. He was asked if the defense was gassed or tired. He said, no, I didn't. I didn't see any indication that said the defense was tired on that last possession. Washington, you give him a lot of credit. Penix found those spots and the receivers got to the gaps. And there you go. They got they marched down the field and they get the go ahead field goal. He also was asked later about his offense, and I didn't pull it, but it's very telling to see Jonathan, who's never publicly going to throw anybody under the bus, very telling to basically suggest when asked, what's wrong with the passing game? Um, you know, we, we, we just can't execute it very well right now. It's basically what I'm paraphrasing, but he didn't want to, you're not going to throw a freshman under the bus. Chance hasn't played well, and Chance is not back. They just, it's non-existent. And, and it's funny because, you know, it's Oregon-Washington week, and so Hate Husky week is here for a lot of Duck fans, and I've already seen a lot of the fanfare on Twitter. It's been great. You're going to have a top 25 Washington team who, you know, I think they're good, but how good they are, I don't know. But they're coming to Eugene, top 25. This is a good opportunity for Oregon. 
and they're 13-point favorites. And as I talk about Jordan, Oregon State's quarterback woes, we go to Oregon, and they don't got it. Ooh-hee. Jordan, I, I don't know how you feel because this is right in the sweet spot of your life as yes. a sports fan. And I, I want to know how a Duck fan feels about this. But I looked up these numbers, and I really wanted to wait. I wanted to wait, 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 wait. And the numbers every week continue to track. I am going to give you, these are the numbers through nine games for Marcus Mariota in 2014. Oh. 2,541 passing yards. All right. 26 tutties, 68.7 completion percentage, two picks, 410 rushing yards, and seven rushing touchdowns. Bo Nix through nine games this year, 2,495 yards passing, 22 touchdowns, 73.3% completion percentage, five picks, two of which were in his fault against Cal, 457 yards rushing, and 13 rushing touchdowns. I cannot believe I'm saying this through nine games, but Jordan, Bo Nix is playing at the exact same level as Marcus Mariota did the year he won the Heisman. Bo Nix should be the Heisman winner this year at this point. I cannot believe that people are looking at Hendon Hooker as a better quarterback than him. Bo- C.J. Stroud is currently the Vegas favorite for the Heisman. He didn't okay. throw a touchdown pass this weekend against Northwestern. They barely beat Northwestern. They still have Michigan on their schedule. Hendon Hooker will be there because Tennessee is still, despite their loss in their play against Georgia, Hendon Hooker's having a phenomenal year. I don't want to take anything away from Hendon Hooker. What I want to just highlight, though, is Oregon takes care of pretty easy fashion, Colorado. Is it not mind-blowing, though? Like, Mariota was special because Mariota was an Oregon recruit, and he was here, and he was hyped, and he lived up to the hype, and he led you to the playoff. Justin Herbert. A recruit, he was here, he was hyped, he got the start. Rose Bowls Conference Championships, there you go. Bo Nix comes in, and nobody wanted him. Nobody in Eugene wanted Bo Nix. In fact, he played a first game, and everybody said, why are we doing this? Why are we playing this guy? Play Ty Thompson. Play play Jay Butterfield. Lost season. Try to figure out what's, yeah. What Dan Lanning. Is. What yeah. is Dan Lanning? Well, now Dan Lanning might be an Auburn candidate. Like, it's so funny for me as a non-Duck fan to go back from game one. I was on our show Twitter account. I follow all these Duck fans, and all I'm seeing deer in Georgia. Bench Bo. Why is Bo playing? No Bo. I want Ty Thompson. This is what happens when you get Bo Nix. And since then, he lost by 46 points. And he is still, Jordan, managed to put together a 2014 Marcus Mariota-like season. It is mind-blowing how good he has been. And our buddy Bill Conley writes, as many writers should, boy, was I wrong on Bo. I am shocked that every single week, maybe minus Cal, he seems to just get better. And... At the level that Oregon's offensive line had coming in, the running backs, you know, the wide receivers were maybe a little bit of a question, but Bo Nix, with his talent, has solidified the wide receiver position. All of those questions around the Ducks, pretty much after game one, Bo Nix has answered them with a big old hard stamp, and it's exciting to watch. I don't think Bo is really... I don't think anybody else can beat him right now in college football. So I'm excited to see. I hope that he will be in New York at the end uh, of the season for the Heisman ceremony. I'm excited to see where he can lead the Ducks. But 
The thing about Oregon, and they've done this to themselves, and I wish they wouldn't do it to themselves every single year, they continue to get that really hard opponent, and it knocks them down earlier in the season, not only the teams, but the perception of a Bo Nix as well. And thankfully, they've been able to kind of pull their head out of that. But these last three games are going to be very tough. It would just been nice if they would have had a little bit of an easier time coming in. But Dan Lanning and Bo Nix have absolutely... They've silenced all the haters, every single one of them. Well, and and there's a guy that was tweeting yesterday, you know, these reports that Auburn and Dan Lanning have mutual interest. And I you know, oh, look at God. the account of the guy. He's an SI affiliate. SI has all these, like, you know, somewhat local scribes, you know, SI Auburn, SI whatever. It's not actually Sports Illustrated just themselves. It's, like, always SI War Eagle or something. Yeah. And there's this guy. And look, I you know, this guy's just trying to make his way up. I don't know the legitimacy of him, but he doesn't have a real f- strong following. It's never, it's never, it's not a name I've ever seen or recognized. And he tweets out Auburn and Dan Lanning have mutual interest. And I thought, did Dan Lanning's agent tell you to tweet this well, so he could get an, ex- an, an, an an absolute obscene bonus? Mm-hmm. Look, I know Oregon is always looking at the potential of losing the coach. Uh, you had it back-to-back times with Helfrich, or with uh, excuse me, Taggart and and Mario. It, it was Dan Lanning's future in Eugene for ten years. Eh, probably not. Is Dan Lanning oh, destined don't. to be in Oregon in five years? I, I don't know. Probably not. He better be. You kidding me? Well, I, maybe he is. I, I would champion you that he better be. Otherwise, the Ducks are going to be like the Beavers in a decade. Well, I just I don't find any of this legitimate reporting. You know what I mean? I, I don't view it as anything legitimate, and I only bring it up to simply say, take it easy, breathe a little bit. Remember, Mario was connected d- after year one. Like, we thought he was gone year one. Now, he left year four, but he was connected year one. And so I... I don't think there's anything to this Dan Lanning thing. He's gonna get out. He's not gonna say anything. Like Dan Lanning's just gonna say it's not true, like everybody else does, because they actually can't comment on it. But don't don't give any actual legitimacy to a random report that you've seen from somebody you've never heard of. Is what I'll say. But the Bo Nix thing, man. I I just every week you're kind of waiting for the week. You mentioned the cow game. I. Buddy, I thought he played well at the Cal game. One of the picks was to Franklin, yeah, it was a who straight pass. up just, yeah, he just had it in his chest plate, and it bounced up, and a Cal player grabbed it. The other was a Hail Mary. Like, his two picks in the game weren't even, like, legitimate, all-on-him picks. They were like, hey, let's get desperate and hope something good happens. It didn't. And, hey, kind of a dropped pass in a tight window that you kind of put perfectly on the number. Okay. So if you took just those two away, I mean, he's sitting at three interceptions to Mariota's two at this point. And it's just crazy because I didn't think I would see, especially of all players, Bo Nix duplicate Marcus Mariota 2014 Heisman numbers. And yet here we are. And one quick thing to mention to that, and I think is the really big reason. I mentioned the offensive line quickly, but I think they've only allowed like one sack, if not any. All, no, all the season. offensive line, I think on the on the season has one sack. One and sack. one of them was basically a coverage sack by the defense of whoever the hell they were playing, but he had a lot of time, and he just rolled out and eventually got sacked. He still hasn't been sacked. I mean, it's not that he's not even gotten sacked. It's Jordan. He's largely not even getting pressured. And so when you add elite offensive line with pass blocking and run blocking, for that matter, because Irving and Whittington have been so good, mixed with right offensive scheme, I mean, dear God, this Dillingham offense. If you're not ASU... If you're not programs like that and you're just saying, you know what, 
Don't care that you're 32. I don't care that you party with co-eds. Come on in. Well, actually, I do care if you party with co-eds. Let's not do that. But <laughs> he's really young. You catch my point. Why like, ain't Auburn calling him? Like, it gives go right past Dan Lanning to Kenny Dillingham. Yeah, I mean, I, I they probably want somebody more seasoned and experienced. But, like, there are programs legitimately that should probably be throwing the bag at Kenny Dillingham. And I'll tell you what. I Again, I say this as a non-Duck fan. I kind of hope he stays one more year. Yeah. Because... We'll get to the college football stuff that happened this weekend. We got Bama finally getting bounced out of this conversation. Yes. Hell yeah, brother. If they don't make the playoff, even as a one-loss conference champion, and it's there for them to do, Bo Nix can come back next year. A lot of these dudes can come back next year. This team is already having a great season, and they're poised to bring a lot of these cats back. Yeah. I'm kind of interested if Kenny Dillingham goes, hey, I'm 32. I can get a head coaching gig when I'm 34 and I'm still way ahead of what everybody else usually is. Like, I got time. I'm, I'd like to see that. I think it'd be great for them in terms of like what their offense has been and where it's going. It's fascinating. Uh, more on the college football world. Will Dirt be in today? Uh, text your thoughts in at 503-250-1080. He's out with a flat tire, but he says he's on his way in. We'll see. Uh, but we have a whole lot more to get into in the college football world. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. Yes, it is brought to you by Pelican, born at the beach, online at pelicanbrewing.com. But it is Monday, and we don't usually do guests on Monday because there's so much to get to that we feel like we're our own best guest. Now, it's just the Dirt and Sprague show here on Monday. Uh, we'll get to a guest tomorrow. The college football world, there's a lot going on right now. The Oregon Ducks have opened as 13-point favorites against Washington. It's the highest since 2014. As Washington's going to be in the top 25 this weekend. Ooh, baby. After this weekend, excuse me. They beat Oregon State. 
and they moved to 7-2. and two. Uh, Crazy weekend, actually, in college football. So you had the number one team, number four team, and the number six team all lose. You had Ohio State have a scare against Northwestern somehow. Uh, Michigan, with quite the scare, the score would not indicate a scare, but Michigan was losing this football game against Rutgers, and then they just ended up beating them down 52-17. So Michigan got woke up. Clemson loses to Notre Dame. Tennessee obviously falls to Georgia. And Alabama, well, there you go. They they lose their football game, um, too. So so you're going to have some shakeup in the college football playoff rankings tomorrow. I'm hoping Georgia gets rewarded by beating number one and jumps Ohio State as number one. Yeah. But I wouldn't put it past the committee to be stupid because the committee largely is stupid. I text this to Dirt and Swag. I think this is going to be the top six. Georgia won. Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, TCU 4, Tennessee 5, and Oregon 6. Okay. I think Tennessee will not be, and and I'm not mad about that. They lost their first game of the year in week 9. Like, that's and they lose to Georgia on the road, expected outcome. Like, there you go. I'm, I'm not mad. I don't think Duck fans should get mad by that. I actually think that's exactly how the rankings are going to be, and I don't I don't know if that's incorrect, but what I will say is, I don't care if Clemson's a one-loss ACC champion. Goodbye. They have never looked the part. You can say this about Oregon in week one. Oregon has responded from week one, and they're on a run now that's playing as well as almost anybody. Clemson hasn't looked the part. They they barely they had to come back and barely beat Syracuse at home. Their quarterback's terrible this They're, year. Well, both their quarterbacks aren't amazing. They went to both those guys at Notre Dame, and neither one of them could do anything. Yeah. And they got embarrassed, I thought, by Notre Dame. Uh, Alabama, there's still, I guess, a path for them to get the SEC championship and win it. There I always d- is, isn't there? But I but I still don't see I don't see them beating Georgia. I don't think this is last year. I think this is different. This Bama team's got holes. Their defense isn't as great. Their offense and Bryce Young are a little clunky. So I think Georgia's going to win the SEC. So I think Bama's taken care of. TCU had to come back yet again, but they're undefeated, so you give them the respect. Ohio State, Michigan still have only played like one real hard game. I just I think it's right there. I think Oregon is absolutely in the mix for this thing and I don't think anybody should disres- or disregard Oregon legitimately having a shot to make the college football playoff. I don't mean to have an easy answer, but literally your exact top six were the top six that I were looking at and hoping for when we see the college football playoff uh, rankings coming out for this next week. Yeah, Oregon at six is perfect and taking Clemson out of it. You have to. You can't keep giving this terrible-looking team week after week from the ACC, no less, the respect. It's just ridiculous. That is a basketball conference, and we are just all lovers of Clemson, and I can't stand it. Yeah, I, I was happy to watch them lose i'm not a big notre dame guy but i was happy to watch them lose that game because i mean they just they look inept i i I wouldn't even want them in my top 10 i think ucla is better than them if usc is healthy i think usc is better than them bama's better than michigan ohio state tennessee georgia oregon like hell i'd take Ole miss to beat clemson i i just i don't think clemson LSU, they got propped up to ten. They won against Bama outright. I think USC could give Clemson a run for their. Money I just, right I don't now. think Clemson's very good, and so like, be gone ACC. Nobody cares about your garbage ass conference. The Pac-12 is not great, but damn, at least they're not the ACC. Let me throw at you the Pac-12. I, I like to do a Pac-12 power ranking every Sunday morning to dirt and swag, and they yeah. never respond to it. They never really <laughs> respond to it. It's 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 one of my favorite things. 
So I sent him, this is my 1 through 12. And and I want to know if you think I nailed this or if I got something wrong here. All right. My number one team has not changed in five weeks. Okay? I want that to be known for the record. It has not changed in five weeks. Okay. Oregon, number one. UCLA, two. USC, three. Utah, four. UW, five. Oregon State, six. Wazoo, seven. ASU, eight. Zona, nine. Cal, ten. Stanford and Colorado. I think I nailed it. I, I can't argue with any of those. I, I, I mean, maybe Stanford. Yeah, yeah. No, Stanford's better than Colorado. Dude, you had it ranked perfectly. Stanford. Stanford's sucks. terrible. Did Washington, you see that? Washington State. What they put fifty up on them? That was fifty-two a, total. Forty-two yeah. at half. Oh my God! What a game for Stanford the Cougs. Stanford is awful. I, I look. I know they're injured, but damn, man. Well, it's just a, they're not going to. They don't have the same culture down at Stanford. No. I think you guys have talked about it here on Dirt and Sprague. They just aren't paying guys nil money because the first concern with Stanford athletics, as it should be, it's an elite school. Yeah, it got, is academics, and that's just they're going to be limited. And David Shaw, the way that he's been able to take some of those years and just mold that talent into a college football playoff-like team but never really getting there, it's been impressive. But just with – I think college football's wins are changing, and unfortunately schools like that with a little more academic focus, now with money being at the forefront, are going to suffer going forward. And I feel bad because David Shaw, like I said, amazing coach, and I don't think it's his fault. I really don't. Well, it's crazy because he's actually still recruiting really well. Yeah. I mean, he's got offensive line. He's getting four-star offensive linemen. Like, he's kind of doing what he wants to do. I think they need to start hitting the transfer portal harder. Like yeah. these high school kids, they're they're just not they're not working out the way that they once did at Stanford. They're gonna have to hit the portal hard. I think get some obvious seasoned guys in. You want to go play in that kind of system, but yeah, they're they're truly truly awful. Uh, more in college football. Bama goes down, and kind of what we're looking at landscape wise here uh, coming up next on Crunch Time Dirt and Sprague uh, on ten eighty the fans. <laughs> This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. I saw this tweet, and it's from uh, Reddit's college football page. It said, Club 6-3 is a crowded but fun place to be. And it's all the 6-3 and three teams in college football. So it's like Notre Dame, Texas, Syracuse, Florida State, Kansas State. Kansas became bowl eligible for the first time since 2008? Nine? Oh, we'll be partying here at 1080 today. Uh, so Kansas is finally bowl eligible, and Oregon State is now in this club. Oregon State is in the six and three club, which you know I'm, I'm happy, but I'm, I'm not happy. I want more, but I will say I don't know what the path of the bowl game is. At this point, just give me Sprague versus Rop in a bowl game. Give me Kansas versus Oregon State in a bowl oh, game. I love that because that's a fun Kansas team. It's not like a boring. Run it, play some defense, and somehow win twelve to nine team. Yeah, it's actually a team that moves the ball on offense, and I would love to watch Oregon State Kansas in a bowl game at this point. And you'd be in a good. I mean, we're we're talking possibly like um, I don't think Hawaii Bowl or anything. I'm trying to look it up. I I found a link, but it didn't list all. I know like um, Holiday Bowl maybe in San Diego, right? Uh, the Alamo Bowl is a Big Twelve and Pac Twelve team. 
but I'm trying to find all of the matchups. I think the Sun Bowl is uh, yeah the Sun Bowl. I think that one is the ACC and the Pac-12. Okay, because I saw Pitt versus Stanford was one of them. Uh, so I'll have to find that to see if that's even a possibility. But I, I tell you, as an Oregon, let's see, if we got any Big Twelve, the Cheez It Bowl. Okay, the Cheez It Bowl is the Pac-12, uh, I think, versus the Big Twelve. So. Yeah, you at least got that going. The Holiday Bowl obviously is there. I just Vegas Bowl. Uh, well, I don't think the Vegas Bowl exists. No, you're right. You're right. No, I'm going way back. I think it goes to a different conference now. Oh, you're right. But I, you know, my point is, I take that matchup all day. That would actually be a lot of fun. I just want to see exciting matchups at that point, because, well, I mean, you've got a lot of possibilities now that the, everything has happened in the in the world of college football, man. I mean, you just. You don't have your usual players. I've been saying this all year, and I'm not right, uh, but I'm maybe partially getting right. <laughs> I think this is a, a season where it's more open than we think. Like, Bama might be cooked. Yeah. Clemson might be cooked, even if they win with one loss. You've got Georgia, usual suspect. Ohio State, usual suspect. Michigan, right now, last couple years, they made the playoff leap last year. Put them in that blue blood category. After that... You got Oregon back in this thing now. You got TCU in this thing. Um, USC, UCLA are still alive technically. They only have one loss in UCLA. If they beat USC and beat Oregon in the Pac-12 title game, they would have the resume capable of it. LSU has two losses, but they just beat Bama. And to watch Bama, I mean, of all teams this weekend, Clemson losing didn't shock me. Tennessee losing to Georgia didn't shock me. Not at all. I thought Bama was going to house LSU. And I was actually pissed that LSU got propped up to 10 because they only did it, in my opinion, to make Alabama's schedule better because they want to put Alabama in the playoff. Yep. And Alabama losing. By the way, stones on Brian Kelly. No kidding. To go for two in overtime and say, I ain't playing this game. I ain't getting a two-point conversion attempts. We're winning, and we're winning now. I was happy for Jaden Daniels, and I just loved the call. Like, let's go win. Why not? We're home. Let's knock them off. And so, even if it be for one year, Alabama getting kind of knocked off the mantle a little bit. As a guy who thinks college football is more open than we think, I loved it. I thought it was great. Georgia, however, may have just put themselves, if they weren't already there, clearly above everybody else. And there may not be a team that can compete with Georgia this year. No, it may not be a discussion. It's like, does it matter who the other three teams in the college football playoff are at the end of the year? I think Georgia front of the season to the end of this season, no matter who they've been playing, they've been on the entire time. It's been Bennett Stetson has been, you mean um, Stetson, sorry, Stetson Bennett. How dare you? Those two. How dare you? He's the fourth too. Yeah, he is. So there we go. Their quarterback has been an absolute stud every single game. Yeah. Uh, crazy eyes outside the studio asking why I'm using this microphone. It's because the other microphone's not working unless the producer's uh, hanging on to it. So I'll tell him that during the break. But, yeah, I mean, Stetson Bennett, by the way, he's not going to get any Heisman love. Damn it, does it not feel like the man plays, like, his best game every big game they have? He's, like, the... Big game quarterback. He's it's the insane. prototypical big game college quarterback, though. Okay, okay. He's like 5'10". He's not going to the NFL. <laughs> hey, hey, Doug Flutie had some success in the NFL. Yeah, Doug Flutie was a better athlete. Than 
Really? Stetson's an underrated no. athlete, but he's not. Doug Flutie? I'm not. I mean, did you not eat your Flutie flakes as a kid? <laughs> I I have seen the Boston College game. Dude, when he Doug Flutie was I a beast. Se- he, he, I have seen how fast he can run. Be he, careful what you say about Doug Flutie and Dirt's presence. That's all I'll say. I'm just saying shorter guys can do well in the NFL. <laughs> I don't think Russell Wilson's much over six feet. No, he? Russ is short. I've stood yeah. next to Russ. Russ is legitimately like 5'10". Yeah, listed 5'10". Yeah, short guys can have success, but it ain't long term. How's Kyler working out? <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, he got his money. He's good, He did right? get his money. Good for him. He got Telling his bag. Him. But, man, they're, they've got to be regretting that on some level, right? Yelling at his coach, yelling at DeAndre Hopkins. You just get rid of the coach. You get rid of the wide receiver. Sure, like, you yeah. move on. It's not the quarterback's fault at all that he can't see down the field. Uh, college football, man. As Dirt is walking in the studio now, a man who has changed a tire. Look at this. He's walked yes. in. He's here. He's made it. And uh, we'll get to the second hour and find out why Dirt's so damn late and uh, talk some more football. Dirt and Sprague, hour number three, coming up on Portland Sports Leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 